0: Ryan. We're here to bring you some more fun and insightful commentary, but before we begin, Josh, would you please open us in prayer?
1: Praise Heavenly Father, uh, I just want to thank you for another opportunity to come together with these two uh, fellow believers. I just pray that as we dive into the topic for this this set down, that uh, you guide our conversation, guide our words, guide our hearts, guide our minds, and everything that we have to uh, discuss tonight. And just... uh, let this be a time that we can glorify you um and not ourselves and not anything else other than you at this time amen,
0: amen. well great you are back <laughs> how
2: y'all doing
1: huh
2: good it's pretty good I'm good it's uh good. it's only been a week though
0: that's true kind of insane it
2: was, yeah it was longer it, it does
0: really does we Things should at least happen.
2: thank the people who have listened uh
0: Oh, absolutely. The numbers point, Ryan.
2: are uh, more than we expected.
0: Yeah. And popping off, man! <laughs> yeah, that's great. But seriously, thank you all. That's yes. phenomenal. It
2: was a, it's been a two-year journey to get to this point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole there's a whole backstory we can go into on that. Don't, if you if we need to get there,
3: yeah. that'll tell be another them our
0: show. Age. Don't that, tell them our age. Not that's, yet. <laughs>
2: that's the... Uh, <laughs> That's for the, the biography. Whenever we make the exactly. uh, the biopic, uh, we'll get that story. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris Evans will be playing me.
2: <laughs> I call Andrew Garfield.
0: Zach Galifianakis, right, Adam? Zach Galifianakis is like 5'4".
1: <laughs> I don't think that would work. <laughs>
2: what about <a> Hugh Jackman?
1: <laughs> Too handsome. I, I call Vin Diesel.
2: Honestly, with your <laughs> new haircut, uh, I'm s- <laughs>
1: It's all about family. <laughs>
0: family. <laughs> family. Anyway. Oh, man. We're already sidetracked. We're <laughs> here to talk it's... about some actual stuff tonight, not just jabber on. Um, we're here to talk about church and church services. Let's just jump right in, shall we?
2: Let's do it.
0: Um, before we do anything, I just think I, w- I, I would like to say we don't want to throw any shade any direction. This is purely discussion. This is how we see our churches operating in the world, and how we see them doing things well, and how we see them doing things that maybe they could improve upon. And that's really just what we want to touch on tonight. That's So, without further ado, let's go. So, uh, before we even get into that, I think it's important that we talk about any sort of denominational standards that we might have set. I, I think, put most simply, we all come from different denominational backgrounds. Uh, we all met at a Methodist institution. I Would you rather just, me call it establishment? It, it sounds worse than it actually
2: A is. plot of land that the Methodists <laughs>
0: utilize. Exactly. No. Uh, we all met at a a methodist school uh, actually a wesleyan school but wesleyan methodists are so close mm-hmm. so tomato tomato at that rate but again i don't think any of us would even identify as methodists to begin with i mean i grew up in the methodist church so okay so josh why don't you sort of take you take us through where you are right now I well i'm no and... longer
1: a member of the methodist church but all right. <laughs> that's besides the point. But that's, the, <laughs> that's the denomination I grew up in. <laughs> okay,
0: so what about now? Where are you
1: now? Yeah. Currently at a non-denom church that is the, that is vaguely, vaguely associated with the – I don't remember the exact. I, I think it's Southern Baptist, vaguely right. affiliated. I don't All remember right. the exact affiliation.
0: Well, I do go to a church that is in the Southern Baptist Convention, so if we want to go ahead and start with me, I'd be more than happy to sort of guide that conversation as to where we stand on church and church practices. Cool. Awesome. So all of the research that I did for this particular episode comes from Baptist Faith and Message 2000, which is sort of our mission statement, our credo, if you will. It states in painstaking detail what we believe the scripture to mean and how we put that into effect in our churches i've taken just a couple of sections picked out what i think is important and some of their scriptural backings for that and to begin uh, section section six from the whole article is just called the church and this quote from it i think summarizes it pretty well Uh, A New Testament church of the Lord Jesus Christ is an autonomous, autonomous local congregation of baptized believers associated by covenant covenant in the faith and fellowship of the gospel, observing the two ordinances of Christ governed by his laws, exercising the gifts, rights and privileges invested in them by his word. So with that, we, the convention effectively operates independently from one another. We just have these bylaws and sort of, Standards that we adhere to, and that this particular section of the church is held up m- mostly across the board,
3: mm.
0: and the one first that I want to draw attention to is Colossians one eighteen uh, talks about Christ being the head of the body and him being the most important figure in the church. it 's not about who goes, who leads, who shepherds it 's about God being in control, and I think that's super important for mm-hmm. somebody like me and you guys because we're both protestant we're all three protestants i should say and there we already have that great high priest mm-hmm. we have the head of the church in christ great great guys thanks <laughs> <laughs> i'm mean...
2: I, I trying to think for me coming from the christian missionary alliance grace is at the center uh but we kind of break down uh the so coming from the christian missionary Alliance where it's kind of odd because we're not really a denomination per se we're more of like an organization uh but we kind of we come from the protestant uh backgrounds for us we put christ at the center but we break down um our beliefs of god and christ um in what's called the fourfold gospel um so the core theology of it is that christ is our savior Christ is our sanctifier, Christ is our healer, Christ is our coming king. And then we kind of wrap it all up with completing Christ's commission. So Christian Missionary Alliance is really kind of Christ at the head and focusing on the individual ideas um, and what Christ is to us um, through our organization.
0: So if I may, how does that manifest itself in something like church leadership
2: so the Christian Missionary Alliance is very uh, focused on this is starting to, <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it's, I'm starting to sound like a uh, walking billboard but the Christian Missionary Alliance is very uh-huh. focused on missions work that was the, what kind of started it overseas work um, it started in New York as a missions work for the um, steel workers there and construction workers as well but it it, it, the church leadership really focuses on how can we as um, people reflect uh that those aspects of our lord and our savior now we are as created beings we said we talked a little bit about this last week we are created to worship and our main goal, and I think a good way to kind of put a nice little uh, wrapping paper around uh, this is we are called to glorify God and to display His glory. Various uh, attributes, that's the word I'm looking for, of Him that we are called to display in our everyday lives um, as we go about and worship. So that's kind of how it plays into the leadership of uh, the Christian Missionary
1: Alliance. Josh, anything to add from where you sit in Anandanam? Um. Okay. So, with my with our church in particular, we are a very uh, mission oriented church, uh, as well as church planting. Uh, we have several dedicated. Um, I want to I want to say we're up to fifteen to twenty individuals and or families. Um, Designated overseas, and, and you know, uh, be it overseas or in America's top hat, or wherever, wherever they 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 felt called to go. But we we are financially supporting them constantly, um, you know, as they're there to share the gospel mm. and and share the message. Um, but our church in particular is one of, I believe, five other locations. The original location was also located. Location located was look, lo- oh, <laughs> use your words, it's
0: okay. Words the the original, the original location was
1: in partnered with a Partners. YMCA, partnered okay, with okay, another with a YMCA in the state that we live. Uh, and then a couple of years later, the church that my wife and I attend also partnered with one of the YMCA's in our town. So we don't necessarily have our own building. Every single one of our other church plants are affiliated. We're up to, we're, I, I believe we're up to five or six other locations now. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Let me look at my notes.
0: <laughs> notes, notes,
1: notes, notes, notes. I mean the big, the big four, um, for our core, um, values are literally is literally obviously not first and foremost the word our main verse is second timothy three sixteen, uh which says that all scripture is god breathed period
0: i think either of us would argue that point obviously no.
1: yeah <laughs> i hope <not. laughs>
3: it that's cuts through bone and marrow too
0: yeah that's a whole other show
1: <laughs> and then we're broken down into the word teams community and service because you know you can't do it alone looking at you i don't know who i'm looking at but i'm looking at you well you can't be looking at adam because (laughs) i'm so hideously
0: ugly that i've broken my webcam
1: bringing (laughs) bringing it further community we are literally not created we are not created to do life alone period we are meant to laugh cry (laughs) and do all of those things together in worship period if,
0: if I may, and just one more quick point jumping off of that. Um, I would encourage anyone who's interested in learning more about their denominations to check their denominational like website. For me, that would be the Southern Baptist Convention. For Ryan, Christian Missionaries. Josh, I'm not sure if you would have a name, but since it is sort of an organization that has sprung out of, and I would encourage anyone in any denomination to read your all's <laughs> statement of faith. Uh, just in case you all have any questions, would like a little more clarity on something. Um, the Baptist one, the Baptist breakdown alone has 20 some sections in it, and that can range from anything to God himself, to church, to the Sabbath, and all of these things in between. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a great place to start if you're looking for some answers, mm-hmm. other than the word itself.
2: Yeah. You sh- you really should understand what your church believes uh, if you're going to attend, even if you're not a member. Exactly. Y- you should believe yeah. know where they stand. Uh, just like anything, it's hard. We don't like to read the fine print, but uh, sometimes
0: you got to do it. Got to. I'm do really it. bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan, did you have another point that you wanted to make before?
2: Well, I was going to say with what Josh was saying about the Unify, I think that that's a great place for us to transition into how each of our churches run on a Sunday yeah. daily basis.
3: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: And since Josh was the one who brought up that transition, I think it's only natural that he would walk us through that. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh. I think it'll be interesting starting with you, considering what you've told us about how your church operates.
1: Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, Where did gosh. he come so, from? <laughs> Uh, he all right, so <laughs> our church usually starts off with You know the typical There's music playing people are greedy when they come in Woo-hoo! And then you get the five minute countdown Um On the boards as music playing And obviously when that countdown reaches zero The band is up there baby <laughs> The band is playing Anyway <laughs> Um Every service we usually start off with what's called Create a culture continue a legacy Uh where we share Um church plant updates mission updates um talk about upcoming events and or opportunities to serve uh in the in the surrounding area and that could look anywhere But that could look like anything between like you know going out going out and helping with one of the school's fundraisers uh, at a sporting event or um at our core that is what we are about we are about creating a culture continuing that legacy through those church plants, through the community, through all of the services that we, uh, through all the, the community service that we do, um, and you know that kind of naturally flows into the beginning, of, the beginning of worship, where we have a contemporary worship band. You know, piano, couple of guitars, and a violin. Even in there, that's that's my favorite part. Um, <laughs> Nerd, I know. <laughs> can you spot the uh, bard oh yeah absolutely um he's right in front of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm making it weird now okay anyway (laughs) Uh, why am i like this why am i the way i am (laughs) all
3: right
0: tell us about the music
3: (laughs) um
1: a lot of our church tends to lean more on the traditional worship with a mix of not necessarily absolutely current worship songs within the contemporary uh sphere, but it's a it's a very good balance I've found in recent years. I wasn't a huge fan of it for at first, but we're not there to just sing songs we are literally there to listen to whatever God has for us that in right. that in that moment mm-hmm. and that's something that I've actually personally struggled with, not just at this church but with a lot of things but I digress um a good bulk of our service then transitions into the actual message and um, the sermon. Whoever's deliver, who, whoever's delivering the message that day, because we we rotate between three um, elders in the church who uh, actually you know preach the message uh, on a given on a given Sunday. That's like I said. That's the that's the bulk of our service. That could go anywhere between 30 to 45 minutes. Just just diving into just diving into whatever the word is for that week, pretty much our service in a nutshell. Would
0: there Long-winded. be any sort of like
1: denouement closing after the message, or is it just? Oh, like I mean, there's a tag tagline <laughs> song. A, sure, t-
2: a tagline song. I like that. I like that <laughs> terminology.
1: <laughs> it's the tagline. It's the stinger. <laughs> it's the stinger.
2: <laughs> it's the after credits. Yeah. <laughs> it's after the credits. It's the post credit music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
0: <gosh. laughs> brian before this derails
1: walk us through
2: my church is a little bit more traditional i'm kind of in more of a rural church i'm not sure the size of your guys' churches um but
1: well, i live in a college town so larger
0: than yours yeah. i also live in a college town so larger than yours
2: uh, <laughs> ouch uh no but <laughs> i live in two between two pretty big high schools uh, just Does that count for something? So mine's a pretty rural uh, church. Uh, It's more traditional in the way that we hold service, though. We do. So I'll I'll preface by saying we alternate. Um, The service isn't always the same each week. Uh, So one week we will do your hymns, your typical hymns, your benedictions, your uh your scripture readings uh your i mean the list goes on and on and then the next week we'll do your choruses and then we'll have some testimonies and uh special music and whatever oh and choir uh can't forget that during the hymn week uh but i was trying to find a bulletin when i was at home yes we still do bulletins as well
3: wow that's That's, that's fine
1: i prefer bulletins
2: Yeah, we still do bulletins. So normally, and again, the order isn't always the same, but normally we start with like an opening song. Prayer was then an opening song. Um, Then somebody will come up, do some announcements. Uh, We'll then have another song, uh, scripture reading, uh, followed by either a song or the message, depending upon how the pastor uh, feels. It fits with his uh, sermon that week. And then we'll do either a benediction or a prayer to end out. Uh, We also have variations uh, each week. So communion, um, instead of ending on a benediction, we'll end with communion. Uh, One thing about the CMA, communion is kind of a we all come together. Now, um, every Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, Christian Missionary Alliance across uh, PA and on, We all do communion as a unified celebration on the first of the month. Uh, We'll have missions weeks. So instead of the pastor preaching, we'll have a longer time for a missionary to come uh, to focus on. Uh, And then that kind of spreads out through like morning service, evening service, Wednesday night prayer meeting uh, for us to hear from what's happening in the field. Uh, Baptismal services won't even have we'll have like a small message but it's pretty much a small message and then we'll hear testimonies from those being baptized. Um, And then special music days, we may only have one or two songs where the worship band comes up. So we're very traditional in the way that we run it. Uh, I'll also add we've recently, being a part of the church, I'm involved in helping with the live stream as well as occasionally assisting with the soundboard. There's some variations there too. Uh, where we'll do, uh, like, an opening that's different than what the actual service is for those on the live stream. So th- there's, there's multiple different ways to interact uh, with our church. Yeah, that's pretty much the structure. It's We try to involve as many people in the service as possible. So the scripture reading may be somebody random from that day. Uh, the prayer could be somebody from one of the Sunday schools uh, the pastor picked out and it's just a way for us all to uh come together but i think what's really cool is the missions especially the communion and the missions week because those happen at the same time across all christian missionary alliance but it's kind of a way for us to be unified within our organization denomination and unified within our church um and the focus is always uh on god it's always on Christ, uh, first and foremost, making sure we read the scripture, uh, get the sermon going, and um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much else to say. I mean, we're pretty much your standard uh, 1970s, 80s way that church was handled, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying we've, we've kind of come a, a long way, um, still handling things similarly to how it would have been when we were kids.
0: Well, that's really cool. And before we move on to me, I just want to say you said the word traditional a lot. Yep. But from the way you described it, it sounds just radically different from any traditional church. And that's a really good thing in my opinion, because you involve so many people and do so mm-hmm. many different services. You mm-hmm. really get to see the full spectrum of the kingdom in that regard. And I think that's really neat. Maybe research a little bit more on my own. <laughs> as you listeners should. I'm anyway, telling hey, you. Uh, that, that means it's my turn. Yeah. Um, as I said, I go to a Southern Baptist church, and I don't want to say we're pretty typical across the board, but especially in my area, uh, this, the flow of service that my church utilizes is pretty universal, from what I've like, from what I've experienced. Um, and we almost always start with a welcome slash announcement video. It's like, welcome to church. Uh, we're glad you're here here's what's going on this week, here's how you can be involved with this ministry, with the kids, with the music, with our food outreach program, what have you. And then once the video ends, we either transition into one of our pastors coming up saying, hey, welcome in, Uh, I'm the youth pastor, I'm the college pastor. We have this rotation that we use for whoever welcomes us into service. And then they'll pray, and the band starts, or it's vice versa. We open with a worship song, and then one of the pastors comes up with a welcome, then a prayer, and then whichever done, whichever one wasn't done previously is done, and then we do more congregational music. We typically land at about three to four songs before the sermon, and before we move on, as Ryan said, he was in the live stream sound mixing. I'm in. The music ministry at my church. I play bass in the band. I'm in the choir. I do a lot of other choir stuff behind the scenes. So we'll touch on music more in a moment, (laughs) but I'm very grateful to be where I am there. (laughs) Um, After that, we typically have another pastor come up, do another prayer right before the sermon. Uh, The sermon itself is about 30 to 35 minutes of scripture and preaching on the scripture, delving in and studying. Uh, then we'll have an invitation with more congregational music and then we will close. Yeah, I mean, we are a fairly large church, so we have to streamline as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. So I think having that set way of service helps in that regard.
2: Now, is the structure the same? Just kind of elaborate. Is the structure the same every Sunday? Is there any variations to it? And I... And how you order it?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, In fact, this coming Sunday, we'll be doing communion, uh, which we don't typically do a lot during the year. We'll usually do it quarterly.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But that's just, it's fit into the service in such a way where we've already heard scripture being preached. So that's on our hearts as we're meditating. And then the pastor will lead us in the remembrance meal. So we've got the sermon to meditate on. We've got... The message of the communion to meditate on, and after all of that is said and done, then we close with song and prayer.
2: You said remembrance meal. Is that communion? Yes. Okay. I've I've never heard it referred to as that. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's yeah. first first time I've heard that. Well, y'all can have that for free.
2: <laughs> nice. I mean, we have a table up front that says "In remembrance of me," but like to mm-hmm. hear it like because yeah, that's pretty cool because it is the same i mean communion it's a communion together but it's also to remember so that, yeah
1: right and we do communion as well at at our church but like i was just uh it, it is i think it is about quarterly uh with us as well how does that factor in to a service when it happens uh usually directly after the message the the message is I don't want to say tailored, but tailored in a way that it flows straight into that. Right. So with that, uh,
0: as I said, when I was introducing the episode, we just wanted to delve in and talk about what we think our churches are doing well and what maybe they could improve upon. So I think maybe we should start in the same order. So, Josh, what do you see your church doing? What
1: am I? What do I see my church doing well or not well? Just oh, I'm uh, I mean first and foremost like service is like service, service of other people, others in general. Uh, um is a big thing for me. I I love going out and helping helping people with whatever they need to be it a project at home, be it something huge. Yeah. I love being I love being a part of an uh, of a church that that is their main focus all the time. Uh, because there, there is always something going on um, with our church. Who we're partnering with, um, an event that's happening that we're partnering with somebody else to put on something for the community. There, there's something pretty much weekly, and we, and it, it's not just members of our church that come up and announce or talk about the create a culture, continue a legacy. It is representatives, representatives from. Whatever organization we're working with mm. or mm. what have you on a given on a given week i personally okay. and this is Put not a on knock, the
3: spot. <laughs>
1: this is not a knock on my church specifically and Adam, you and I agree with this, but I am not a fan of most contemporary modern worship music and there it is, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and and trust us.
2: we finally made it oh man yeah we made man, it this is we where got people it. leave that's what we've been <laughs> dancing and around sure this him. whole time
0: <laughs> oh my gosh and trust us ladies and gentlemen that will be another show yeah um, that that's Joshua, gonna be our yeah that's gonna be a bombshell josh and i are very passionate about this
1: oh <laughs> i may be, be on vacation
0: changer, can you <laughs> I heard your voice changer. I thought it was funny.
1: Oh, that's a new addition nice. anyway um <laughs> uh, there's a term there's a specific musical term adam I'm, I'm looking for here, but describes literally every modern worship song in circulation today. well, ninety percent of them the the worship. Oh, worship industry. I don't like using that term. But it's not wrong. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The music worship well, industry. Before is, we go I think forward, I think they're. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just
2: going to say, put a pin. Before we go forward, maybe we should, for for those of you listening um, who may be on the outside, um, y- you're here. Let's define worship really yeah. quick. Yeah. Um. In, in this context. Sure. Um, so the definition of worship, um, according to the dictionary is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. And as a verb, it's to show reverence and adoration. So now you can kind of see why worship industry seems what, like an
0: oxymoron? Like it's kind of like, I think that's a good word for it. And again, mm -hmm. We're absolutely going to touch on this in another mm-hmm. episode, so I don't want to harp on this too long. Yeah, no, rest no, no. assured, yeah. there there is just this element of staleness mm-hmm. I think in a lot of modern worship music, and again, we'll, we can and will address that yeah. later.
1: I'll I'll put a pin on it. I'll I'll, I'll end it with this, and I, I, again, this is not my church specifically, and this is a problem. And you know what? At the end of the day, this is also a problem with me, at least musically. As I started saying. Most modern worship is now in a form called what strophic form? Correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Keep talking, and I will. Um, where <laughs> it's all Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> the words are different, but the music underneath is exactly the same, and often also repeats words. Strophic. Strophic.
3: Uh, can, to can you explain that again?
0: of strophes of a song using the same music for successive stanzas compared through composed. So, yes, Josh, strophic is the correct word. Thank you.
1: Repetition. Um, repetition. Repetition, repetition, Can you say repetition, that repetition. again? Strophic form.
2: Can you say that again?
1: Strophic form.
2: This has been an example
0: of strophic form. We got them, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: What does is, what is ostinato like to do? Repeat himself. Ryan, what does ostinato like to do? Repeat himself. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> does Josh um, like to do a drag us off topic? Anyway,
2: back, back to. I, I'm closing it. I'm closing it right here, right here, right here, right
1: here, right here. I'm closing it right here with me. I'm closing my my thoughts right here. Okay. As I said, it's also a problem with me. I go into those kinds of worship services, and immediately when I realize that that's the kind of songs that they sing, I'm immediately turned off, and I don't want to focus. And that makes it about me, and that's not right because when we are in worship we should be in a mindset where we are not thinking about ourselves but thinking of god right period Mm -hmm. mic drop i'm done (laughs) all right thank you for
0: sharing josh and thank you for allowing yourself to be vulnerable like that we appreciate that and we appreciate you
1: (laughs) ryan i'm glad i'm affirmed
0: (laughs) (laughs) ryan what you got
2: my church is perfect No.
0: (laughs) Okay, get off this call now. No, no, no. Christian Missionary Alliance. This man.
2: (laughs) No, um, no. Every church has their issue, um, but before getting into my church, I kind of want to start out by, um, when we come into worship, um, Josh already said it, so this is a great way to transition into, um it is about god um, it's 100% about god when we come into worship our our heart and our mind i mean let's look at the very first people who missed the point of worship who missed who had the perfect version of worship adam and eve they mm. they mm-hmm. when they were in the garden all they had all they were required to do was take care of the garden and to spend uh, their time with god and be in the presence of god and we now and, and i hate to put it this way cuz it's so cliche but we now have that struggle with it and then you look at the second people that were an example of worship in the bible Cain and Abel and look what happened there Cain uh, his heart wasn't in the right spot and Abel um was in the right spot now god had set forth the rules of worship at that time and cain didn't follow them and because of that he got jealous of his brother which then leads me into what we're supposed to do before i get into my service and how the cma and the church handles things uh worshiping god when we worship god we need to know how god wants us to worship and it's we need to worship god how he wants us to not in a way that he has expressly commanded and if he hasn't commanded it for worship then we shouldn't do it which then leads us to uh, all of these things like emotional experiences i was doing during this research I, I saw one one line how how many of you have been in a worship service and the music starts and they lower the lights Oh, and <laughs> you go in and they, they, they like lower the lights i I, I get it uh, I mean question. I'm a media communications and communications- masters um, and I get it. it 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 creates the mood it, it and, and we can't be asking the question we need to be asking the question, how does God want us to approach his throne, not what will please the congregation yeah. yeah. And how many times do you attend a church that you're just, that's super seeker friendly and you're just like, hmm, I'm not sure about this. So it, it's really like Joshua started this little tangent. It, it's it's really about our heart and we need to be seeking the spirit. I mean, when uh, Jesus met the woman at the well, which I didn't even really think of it this way because it's just a basic conversation between him and this woman but if you break it down you can see the start of the new testament worship because in john 4 um uh, one second i'm gonna look this up really quick i have it right here in john four twenty four, he tells her god is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth so uh, uh, the old testament you had your sacrifices and now jesus has come and we're starting to get to a point where we can worship him once the veil is torn when he died on the cross in truth and spirit so all of that preface to go to um, my service i I, personally it's kind of tough because honestly the biggest issue i think churches in general have is the worship music when it comes to worship in general um i know i'll there's certain songs that on sunday i'll listen to them and i'll be like i get what you're trying to say here but at the same time like is it is it really capturing or is it is it about us um for example and i'll call
0: interrupt uh, go go ahead ahead. i'm sorry you had an example (laughs) ready oh no go ahead okay uh i just wanted to give a quick example of that um not to spoil too much of what I think of you know, how our services work, but our music minister, who I know fairly well thanks to my station station, mm-hmm. quote-unquote at the church, um, he is super meticulous about the theology of things before anything else, mm-hmm. which I think is more commendable than anything. Um, there's a particular song on the radio. I don't know if we want to put a needle drop with that, but <laughs> a lyric quote says that every desire is now satisfied in your love. And Mm -hmm. with good reason, my music minister took issue with that. Mm -hmm. So every time we have that song and we sing that in church, the word every becomes godly. So godly Mm -hmm. desires are now satisfied here in your love. And I think that is just one example of how we can take this sort of water down modernity of worship <laughs> music and sort of turn it on its head and make it about god again and not us yeah and and we're gonna do a whole thing on worship so let's let's
2: let's get back um but i will say the example i had was there's songs out there like on I, i'm just gonna call them out on uh K-Love. Uh, That are very much about going and being like, I'm, 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 or remind me, do this. And it's like, those are great reminder songs sometimes, depending on the context and the theology. But when you are worshiping God, you want to praise his name. I mean, let's just, I was going to read a psalm, but let's just be honest here. All of the psalms are giving glory back to God. And a Mm -hmm. lot of the times, David especially Cause I love David, man. He he. I feel like a lot of times he just stood in the mirror and he just looked and he's like, "Get yourself together, man. God is so awesome, and you're standing here weeping." Like, um, I oh mean, Lord, oh Lord,
0: <laughs> oh my soul, why are you so
2: downcast?
1: Well, a Southern Baptist Church. <laughs>
0: okay, you want to fight? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but w- when we come to worship. We are coming, so Hebrews 4:16 tells us to draw near to the throne of grace. We want to draw near mm-hmm. to God. We don't want to uh, look at worship service as a way for us to get an emotional experience or right. yeah. uh, be seeker-friendly and uh, too hard to be cool. I mean, let's be real. There was a video years ago on YouTube about like a modern worship service i don't know if you guys ever saw it but basically this guy comes out and he's like and they're talking they're they're describing what they're doing and the one guy's like i'm opening my arms so that you can see my tattoo and know that i have a checkered past and it's it's just so true and every church is going to have those people that try and go up uh, I mean that's where we're at. Paul talked about people when he was in jail who were preaching the gospel who were doing it for their own gain and he's like, look, I uh, they're doing it. I'm just glad the gospel's being preached. Because he was like, look, it, it's unfortunate, but we really do need to as a unified body of believers joining together in unity to worship Christ. We need to be edifying one another and looking towards mm-hmm. the throne of grace, and not, oh, what's our church service? Uh, how are we going to do today? Uh, where yeah. are we going to put this emotional plug? Um, oh, I saw this wonderful video. Let's play it. And and um, I-
1: I'll end. Look at the heartstrings.
2: Yeah, I'll end on yeah. this. First Corinthians. I was in the right place, but it's in twenty-six, not forty. So, what then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. So, we're there to edify. Um, And then uh, multiple times, we mentioned it last week with Bereans, read the scriptures. We are to read the scriptures. So, we over, I think we overcomplicate services. and And I'll be honest, even my church does it. I mean, it's good to have the announcements. It's good to come together. It's good to do all that. But we really need to as a whole i think we need to rethink what corporate together worship is
0: Mm -hmm. and i think that's a great point you you had mentioned edification as a body Mm -hmm. of believers and i know we've talked a lot about denominations tonight but that ultimately really doesn't matter as long as we believe what the bible is true and what god has done for us we are all christians It doesn't matter what building you walk into. It doesn't matter what you put on your t-shirt. At the end of the day, we all believe that God sent his son, that his son died, rose again three days later, ascended into heaven, and is coming back. Mm -hmm. So again, Southern Baptist, Christian Missionary Alliance, Methodist, it doesn't matter. We're all Christians, right? Mm -hmm. Uh So if we're not edifying each other, then what are we doing? What's the sense in arguing with one another? if that bickering is only going to result in further division and further driving away from that edification.
2: First Timothy 4.13, by the way, for reading of Scripture. I just wanted to make sure I had the reference for that. Do. <laughs> but, no, I yeah, agree. I just,
0: I, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, because you hear the word denomination, and immediately mm-hmm. you just think, oh, there's division. And that, I don't think that has to be the case. Mm-mm.
1: So, that is so often the case anymore nowadays. I know, and it's sad, but anyway, let's
0: let me track back um, <laughs> before we get too sidetracked on that. Um, like I said, my church is is pretty large, and again, I think we do the best that we can to reach all that we can, but inevitably, I do think that people are just missed um, when you have two services with a combined attendance of 1,200 people, someone's not getting said hello to, and that's understandable, but I'm not sure how to... I don't want to say amend that situation, but make sure that everyone feels included, mm-hmm. and not just with the welcome video, hey, we're glad you're here.
2: Actually, let's let's converse on that a little bit. That's something that... Yeah as as somebody who attended a huge church when i was in college going from like a congregation of 50 to a congregation of like 1300 getting lost is definitely something like you don't feel part of a church or you don't feel part of a unified body is there uh, and this isn't we mentioned seeker friendly earlier but in some ways we kind of do need to be in that context, seeker friendly. Like how, how, how do you guys think that that's something that could be fixed? Cause that is a big problem with mega churches like that.
1: Uh, this is speaking from experience here with my church, at least uh, cause I didn't mention this in the, you know, the service breakdowns. Um, but we are constantly pushing the necessity for community through our life groups and not it, I I say life groups they're not the same as they're not the same as small groups, um, life groups because you are doing life together you you're encouraged to find a group of other people within the congregation, um, to meet with weekly to you know to be in prayer for one another, and to do life together, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's a weekly that's a weekly thing in addition to church, so I think that's one thing that's one thing that my church in particular does really well. Uh, to get everybody, you know, involved in some capacity, be it in a life in a in a life group on a weekly basis, or as I said earlier, with the whole creating a culture, continuing a legacy, actively encouraging people to get out there and try and be involved with each other and the community itself. Right. Um, but yeah. that the, at least that's my church's approach to that um, uh, conundrum of how do you make sure everyone feels they're a part of the community kind of thing.
0: And we do something similar to that as well. We also have something called life group, but our life group is actually just a Sunday school class. Mm. Um, And every week, inevitably one of our pastors, whoever is closing that week says, Hey, if you don't go to a life group, talk to one of us and we can get you in one, which I think is a great way to start. (laughs) Yeah. But how good is a Sunday school class for the rest of the week? And how connected to that Sunday school class are you going to be? Is that Sunday school class active in its communication with each other? Or are they simply just there to meet on Sunday and not much else? Mm -hmm. That's group to group, I recognize. But I think breaking it down at that microscopic level can help amend the connect the connectivity problem between member to member and pastor to member mm-hmm. but it just depends on a the pastor's emphasis on how important these life groups are and b the participant being willing to actively engage with that group
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: well and it, it really does come down to the participant i mean mm-hmm. uh, being a college student i already had people on campus that i would connect with to do church and to worship with um so i didn't really need to connect with my church so it, it does kind of come down with that so do should we even care but then there's that also the other side of it like we should care about every member that like that comes through the doors because we don't know their story. They might be a believer. They might not be a believer. That might be the first time they've been there. So there is a disconnect. I mean, honestly, the question I'm wondering is: should we? Should we like is mega churches something that should even be a thing? Is is there a place for mega churches or, or have mega churches gotten too corporate and not in a
0: I'll ask another question in response to that mm-hmm. um, our church being the size that it is not quite church, but still mm-hmm. very large we do have these individual groups so is it up to the groups to reach out to the specific demographic they represent
2: I'd say yeah, uh, and yeah. to an extent I, I, because people are uh, people know that they're built for community even if an introvert is like i just want to stay at home with my blanket and my cat and my cup of tea
0: um i feel exceptionally cold okay <laughs> okay amy oh 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 no i think you will forget how introverted i am um, oh yeah. but
2: it, it, we are called soon now i see your point yeah and i do think i do think that they should be there was a lady who had gymnastics with my daughter and she asked me do you guys have a youth group at your church i'm like yeah uh do you have a place for our kids yeah um do you what about the adults well yeah and she came and and i i believe this adamantly about my church and if we're gonna get into problems with church um my church is very opening. They're very much when they see somebody new, everybody almost vulture like is like, ah, oh, new person, woo! And, and we just, and yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> we all kind of like line up to shake their hand. But I don't know the exact situation that this woman, I think there was a little bit of issues with her on her end. Um, not with her particularly, just on her end. Um, and she came one Sunday, she came one Sunday evening her kids brought everything it seemed to be going great people were talking to her they interact with her and then she just didn't come and then mm-hmm. we reached out to her and she just didn't come so we did the edifying the building up the the coming but there's also maybe people weren't reaching out to her maybe she didn't feel reached out i don't know but i do think there's a limitation we shouldn't be holding somebody's hand and being like come on let's go to church Woohoo, let's go and then every day having to do that every week having to do that because eventually they're going to be like well i don't really want to come or they're not just Mm -hmm. they're not going to be included i mean god as much as it's hard for us to think this way god puts people where they're supposed to be
1: exactly and that's and and that's (laughs) it At the end of the day, that's a matter of that person's heart. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we had touched on that
0: earlier. Yep. It's the yeah. willingness of the participant mm-hmm. to be involved with that demographic. And if I may mm-hmm. open up my own um, sort of can of beans, um, I started attending where I attend five years ago. And oh. I only joined my Sunday school class last year simply because one I am just that introverted and I don't particularly care for meeting new people and that's just the truth of it mm-hmm. honestly um, it's not that I didn't want to it's that I didn't feel necessarily welcomed by any of those groups but mm-hmm. when I was welcomed I did go so I as the participant was willing enough to join and that has been a blessing for me Mm-hmm. and also a very humbling lesson for me
2: mm-hmm. but we also got to remember church isn't about going to meet other people it's about exactly
0: f- and that's uh, yeah i mean and if, that was honestly just the very short and sweet version of it i mm-hmm. didn't know where i fit in there mm-hmm. ultimately so i was apprehensive and that was very selfish of me and i recognized that mm-hmm. again i was very humbled in that regard which i definitely needed
2: that is awesome that you were able to you're able to share that with us because it, it's, it it brings a good point up we don't go to church to make friends i know a lot exactly. of people do uh, and it's great we are i mean the bible tells us to get with other believers and to worship but why are we doing that well first chronicles 16:11 tells us to seek the lord in his strength seek his presence continually so Mm -hmm. in doing that we are creating because we are all part of one body when we go to church on sunday we are to be seeking his presence because we're supposed to pray without ceasing throughout the week we're supposed to be seeking Mm -hmm. his presence continually supposed to be doing all these things and church is an extension of that there's actually um you guys need to look up. Um, it's an artist on Instagram. His name's Anthony Gar- Garolo. Garolo? I, I apologize if, if anybody knows him, and I totally butchered his name. But he did this art series uh, that he basically did, This is Worship. And it's different images of people doing different tasks, um, like cleaning or the floor or um, helping the homeless, etc., down and down. And there's like a if you can look it up there's a golden circle around the the act that is in uh in uh in process and i think that's a good way to do it because we are worship we should be worshiping constantly and so okay. yes i think the people in those groups should be reaching out but that should be as a worship to go back to the lord to to worship the Lord in outreach and in togetherness and in doing support. I mean, we're supposed to support one another.
0: I mean, I think that basically sums up everything that we were talking about. I I think that's sort of a really good place to end it. Um, Unless you all have anything else you'd like to add.
1: Not as good with words as the two of you are. Yeah, we so. can tell. I, I know. I don't do words good, folks, and I'm here to teach your children. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, oh.
3: thank
0: you all for listening. Thank you all for hearing us out on where we're at, and hopefully we can help you all out in your all's faith journey. If you all have those questions, there are people you can speak with there are communities of edifying believers out there you just have to be willing to go feel the spirit lead and acknowledge his leadership y'all got anything else to add to that
2: no i think you covered it really well good uh well great (laughs) just (laughs) constantly seeking constantly praying
0: Pray ceaselessly. Yep. Always. There's a reason that verse is in the Bible.
2: Mm-hmm. Always go to the throne of mm-hmm. grace. That's the yes. goal. God first.
0: Go where He leads.
2: Grace, grace, God's grace.
3: All oh, the fish on me.
1: Anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, if y'all don't have anything else, I think we should close with a little bit of fun. Woohoo! I think it's time for an <sighs> orb ponderance gentlemen. Orb ponderance it's like it's like the conch shell (laughs) conch has spoken (laughs) now i'm no nerd like ryan so i don't josh your harmonica's peaking the mic (laughs) (laughs) and i'm no nerd so i don't own any d20 but i do have a random number generator up on google oh man
1: we need to buy we need to buy you a d20 yeah we need to
0: we need to we're gonna mail it to you
1: everybody should have a d20 one two three street street
0: Okay. Oh,
2: come
3: anyway. on, man. <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs>
0: myself on a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> generating the random number now. That number is five. Question number five is worst movie you've ever seen. Oh yes. Uh, oh, oh yes,
2: baby.
3: Yes. Whoa! <laughs> I want to know. Why, how did you go first.
2: I want to know how many people. I just peaked the mic. I feel so bad. Um. <laughs>
3: Don't. (laughs)
2: All right. There's a long list um, of worst (laughs) movies I have ever seen because there was a time in college. I don't know if Josh was a part of this, but there was a time in college where we literally spent. uh, Are we talking
1: so bad it's good or just bad movies? Just bad. Just bad. Okay. All right. I haven't
2: seen VelociPasser yet, but I think that might. (laughs) (laughs) But that may eventually get it, but. Let's be real. There there's only two contenders and they fight in my in my mind constantly. The Room.
1: I knew it. And,
2: and Birdemic. Birdemic. Oh, now,
1: okay, really now sad. I disagree on that one, but well, okay.
2: It, it, here's the thing. Birdemic is bad in production quality, but the, the film itself is great as a is a humor. It's like kind of like Monty Python. Oh, it's, it's
1: hilarious. <laughs> it's great so uh, bad it's good
2: I have never laughed so hard at a movie when the birds finally appear 45 <laughs> minutes into the film
0: <laughs> oh so good <laughs>
2: But the, so good. <laughs> the room is bad because it's production quality is great but the movie is just there's no point there's literally probably no plot I don't even barely remember oh, definitely it not. except for a high mock
0: i didn't oh, do it mark. i did not <laughs> i did not hit her i did not you... oh hi mark
1: <laughs> yeah good answers josh what do oh. you got uh well that's overlapping with brian a little bit uh the room <laughs> and oh boy um the flash what you You've willingly put yourself through that. I willingly put myself through that. Wait, the plunge? What? What, it, what is the this? The Flash. Stuff? Oh, the Flash. The, Ez, the Ezra Miller film. Was oh, it was that bad. It was, was, it was really that bad. bad. Was, oh. The CGI alone was horrendous.
2: Well, we all, through. yeah, we could all see that.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh even and, and, and uh, frankly, Ezra Miller. Oh yeah, okay. that's a whole other can of worms. That's a whole other discussion right there. But That's a
2: whole podcast.
1: <laughs> that 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 film was worse than Joss Whedon's Justice League. Wow. Oh. And I like Joss Whedon. I do.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, he gave us Firefly I, and the first Avengers. He gave
1: us Firefly, he that's gave true. us Avengers, he gave us Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Doctor Horrible. Like Doctor oh, yeah. Horrible. I don't care what you think about the man personally. Or whatever, I like his stuff. Other than the Justice League, but um, I was... still would prefer to watch Joss Whedon's Justice League over Zack Snyder's. Again, whole other mm. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess as for myself,
0: it definitely again overlaps with you two. The Room, Birdemic, both really, really terrible films.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I can one up you all. Oh no. In that regard, there's a Nick Cage film from the '90s called *Vampire's oh, 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 Kiss*. I know. Oh, what? Oh, wait, wait.
1: What's the name? Of, what's the name it's of a it? It's a Nick Vampire's Cage movie. *Vampire's Kiss*. *Vampire's Kiss*. Wait, didn't he just star in another vampire movie? Yes, yeah, Renfield. That
0: called Renfield.
1: Renfield. Yes, I want to see that.
0: But mm. this movie, I I don't even begin to know how to describe it. The man, the the, the man that Nick that Nicholas Cage plays believes he's become a vampire. <laughs>
2: I feel like I remember the heard only thing that
0: I remember about it was him putting in a fake set of teeth going out and running around <laughs> the streets of New York
1: shouting I'm a vampire I'm a vampire I'm a vampire wait 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 you you you've jogged my memory but I don't remember the name of the film what is the one where in the end Nicolas Cage uh ends up being sacrificed by the members of the village Not and then, the and the, the whole
3: <laughs>
1: no, it would be Wicker Man, which well, I have Wicker also Man, seen. Right.
2: Nick Cage really really bad movies. Movie
1: too. Alice is over here. Like, Dad, are you okay? Oh, Nick Cage
2: her. classic <laughs> movies are the Tommy Wiseau before Tommy Wiseau. Oh,
1: oh
0: definitely. I mean, well, have you
2: guys seen, seen Con Air?
0: No, I've seen a little bit of it. Okay
2: i'm sorry con air is fantastic i wouldn't say it's as bad as like the bees and uh the vampire movie um but just like the very first shot of him getting off the bus and waving his hair in the sunshine like
0: that is iconic
2: you could make
0: actually they did
2: they did make a movie the the incredible weight of what's it called
0: uh, the unbearable Way yes. of incredible talent, or something like that.
2: Yes, they basically made a movie uh, just about the the iconic Nicolas Cage.
0: Gosh, <laughs> well, Nick Cage is as good at note as any to close up. On that. <laughs> I love I love Nick Cage. Oh no, I Here do you. too.
2: <laughs> no, Nick Cage was the best casting for Spider Man Noir. Oh, definitely.
1: Oh, oh, come on, man. That's not even his best work. National treasure, anyway. Oh yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah, national treasure.
0: All right, let's pray and get out of here. Oh, awesome. Um,
2: who wants to pray? I, I I'll close. Okay, let's yeah. go for it. Yeah. All right, you guys, ready? Bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this day. Um, we thank you for this time that we had together to to have some fun, uh, to learn about you, to talk about you, and to uh, inform those um, in various stages of life. Lord, I pray that this will be edifying to us, but most importantly, it will be something that people can learn from, to, uh, that the Spirit will use to draw those to you, um, just as we have learned about your throne of grace. And in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
3: Amen.
1: Amen. Alright. Bye.
2: Bye. 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 <laughs> Alright.